thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. This is David Perkins, and we're so glad that you're listening. Hey, if you're a part of our family meeting online or in person, we want to encourage you to get connected at Radiant Church KC across all social media platforms. God is doing something incredible in Kansas City, and we love connecting with you, whether it's through our app or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. Hey, love you all. It's great to see all of you. Um, If you're new to Radiant, we have a connection card that looks just like this in your seat. And if you wouldn't mind uh, filling that out, um, if you'd like to, uh, we would love to be in connection with you. If you'd like to be in more connection with us. If it is your first time, we're honored that you're here. My name is David, and uh, I get the privilege and the honor of, uh, <laughs> of preaching today. No, of, of uh, Renata and I. This is my bride, Renata, um, leading this church, and we're so grateful that you're here today. Rating, can we give a big hand uh, for everybody that's here for the first time? Thanks for coming today. Yeah. Good job. Good hand, everybody. Wow. Got some good clapping going on today. Um, hey, it's great to see all of you here. If you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to go Matthew chapter 5 today. Here's, here's kind of where we're at. Um, really, as a church in the season, I'm, I'm wanting to work on this idea of building radiant disciples. And so it is an obvious tie-in with the word building. And there is a, probably a picture of me going up of our building. And it's just because I'm overjoyed with excitement about what God has. Look what the Lord has done. And so anyway, I am bringing, uh, bringing that in. But I'm also wanting to just build this idea of, of what it means to be radiant disciples. And it's really a phrase that, um, that I'm in love with. I just love this idea. So we're working on the spiritual journey that we're on. And all of us are on a spiritual journey. You're on a, you're on a journey. Each of us are, are always trying to take next steps in our spiritual journey. And at Radiant, we've actually, we've actually created the way that we, that we operate, committed to helping you on your spiritual journey or your journey as a disciple with Jesus. And so the language that we're using is this, rescued, Jesus rescued. That would be like the, the lyrics that we just sang about that, that prodigal son story. It's salvation. It's that moment where Jesus rescued you and brought you out of darkness into light. And then the idea of being transformed, that we are, Jesus saves us. And then we go through this process where we're committed to being transformed and to look more like Christ. And then empowered is the next one. And it's the idea of of, of discovering how God has wired us, what our spiritual gifts are, and walking supernaturally so that then we can be a light, so that we can be radiant, so that the light of Jesus can shine through us. And so we began uh, talking about that last week, and I'm, I'm working backwards. And so instead of going, uh, I'm beginning with the end in mind. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm talking about the idea of being radiant first today, and then we'll work backwards and Next week, we'll go into uh, Empowered, not next week, but in two weeks, and then the next week, we'll talk about Transformed, so that then on Easter, we're going to talk about being rescued, and our prayer is that on that day, we'll see people that um, on Easter Sunday, uh, who are currently not following Jesus, will say yes, get rescued, and uh, be followers of Jesus, and start that on Easter Sunday. So let's give that a hand, everybody. Come on, and yeah, and my dream is, is that I'm I'm intentionally giving you all of this, uh, building it out this way so that you're thinking that way. So that it's, it's leading up to who are the people that you can invite. My, my role here will be to do the best that I can 
And uh, in sharing that, one of the things I'd invite you to is to be that radiant light all week long and to be someone that looks for the opportunity either to share your faith or for the opportunity to invite somebody to church or to a small group, but to be radiant on Sundays and all week long. And so on Easter Sunday, we'll have uh, four services. And if you could be praying, thinking through uh, who you could invite on Easter Sunday, that would be big and that would be wonderful. It will be a glorious celebration. Let's go after this idea of radiant disciples. All right, I want to talk about being radiant today. And uh, you know, on all of, all of, the, all of like our banners and the verse that we often use is those who look to him are radiant, which I love that. And, and for me, I'm not going to talk about this today, but I had a transformative power encounter really with, uh, with the Lord when I was 19. And, and it had to do with that verse. It had to do with Psalm 34, 5. And, and so that's kind of devotionally the idea uh, where the idea of even the name Radiant Church really started to emerge. But I want to go after this idea of being a light today, being a people that are radiant. And so Matthew chapter five, I want to read two verses and then I'll pray. Um, but it's, I want to start the Sermon on the Mount. We've been hanging out in the Sermon on the Mount a lot. We were um, in the Beatitudes earlier uh, in the fall. And, and I just, for me personally, I've been meditating a lot here. So I want, to, I want to hang here. I'm going to read two verses and then we'll go after us. Matthew chapter five, it says this. You are the light of the world, Jesus says. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp or put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. So the idea of people seeing you being a light, Jesus has transformed your life. So you become a light. And then just the, the verse that we've been using as kind of the anchor verse for our series that we started last week, Matthew 16, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Father, we love you today. And Jesus, we ask that you would help us to get a vision, to be radiant disciples. Father, I ask, Lord God, Lord, in a, in a time where we have a tendency to drift towards convenience and comfort, that we would take steps towards discipleship and radiance. Father, I ask that you would help us. We need supernatural strength. We, I pray for my friends. I, I just even lift up each of these children, each of these families that are dedicating their babies today. I, I so thank you, Lord God, for the way that you are. You're helping us to authentically follow you. You're helping us in the midst of a time where it's easy to live on cruise control spiritually, to dig deep and to be followers of Christ. And I pray your protection, your blessing, your favor, your help. We honor you and we love you in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. amen. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, don't laugh when I start with this introduction, but do you guys know who Shaquille O'Neal is, Shaquille? All right. So lean over to your spouse and say, Did he just, is he starting this sermon with Shaq? Yes, he is. All right. Uh, so I was watching this story about Shaquille O'Neal, who at 13 years old was six foot six. And so that would have been my dream as a child. But anyway, ha! Uh, at, but at 13, he was six foot six. And, um, and he tells the story about being a, a, a youth with no purpose. He talks about as a, a teenager doing, having bad attitudes not doing well with his family, not doing well in school, having no motivation. And his stepdad took him to an NBA game where he saw Dr. J. He saw Julius Irving play when he was 13 years old. And he tells the story that in a moment, 
When he saw, he says he saw Dr. J go baseline, dunk, and all of a sudden the crowds go crazy. And at six foot six, 13 years old, he suddenly got a vision where he says his phrase, I was a changed man. And he said, from that day, I became someone that practiced every single day. I started to play ball every day. I started to play with men and uh, all of us who were only four foot four in seven, when we were 13, we're saying, you should have been, you wasted potential, my brother. But anyway, uh, suddenly the, the, the six foot six, 13 year old suddenly got a vision. And his story is, is that in a moment, it changed the way that he lived. And so it, uh, many of us may have lived so much of our lives trying to fix issues, problems in our lives. And it's highly possible that if you'll get a greater vision for what God has called you to be and God has called you to do, it will fix 10,000 lesser problems. That many of us don't have a vision. So in Proverbs where it says, without, without vision, the people perish. And today I want us to get vision to be a radiant disciple. So you have people all the time that are trying to get view, give you vision so that you will do lesser things, so that you will spend your time on things that might be good things, but not, might not potentially be eternal things. And there are ways that we can live today that matter both now and in eternity, and they're connected to Jesus. So Jesus is not just one of your seven visions of your life so that you categorize the seven different things that you plan to do with your life and seven different identities and seven different habits in order to accomplish seven different goals so that you can be a well-rounded person. The dream is, is that number one, you would have a vision to follow Jesus so closely and so effectively, I'm gonna use the word radiant, in such a way that it matters in eternity, in such a way that you have a vision for your life that, is, that not only impacts your life and eternity, not only is the reward of what Jesus paid for on the cross, but also as you live as a radiant disciple, as you live as someone who's close to Jesus as a disciple and then radiant, or Jesus says, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven, so that you actually impact those around you. So Jesus, when he's talking in John 15 to his disciples, he says this, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit. And then it's his phrase, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So there's a way that you live and Jesus uses this phrase fruit. There's your fruitful disciples. Many times I think for us, even the word disciple becomes so common to us that we don't even think that there needs to be any kind of fruit. We just kind of think it means that we don't give up and go become a prodigal. And, and I want you to imagine today, Lord, what are you inviting me to so that I have fruit? So that when Jesus says, showing yourselves to be my disciples, there's real fruit. My dream for you is that, that you, would be, you would have language for God rescued me. He, here's the day, maybe even be able to tell the moment where you know I was once in darkness and then Jesus rescued me and brought me into light, brought me into the kingdom of God. Jesus rescued me and then Jesus transformed me. Here's what my former behavior looked like. Here's, what I, here's my former attitudes. And as I walked with Jesus, got connected in small groups, got connected to the body, then, then Jesus transformed me. 
And then, and then you wouldn't believe this, but actually God is so good and uses broken, weak people and transforms them and then empowers them supernaturally to then live a supernatural life where actually the light of Jesus, who, I mean, the God of the universe uses broken, weak little me that was formerly in the ditch living for myself. And now God is at work through me and I get to live as a radiant light. So many of you, uh, like me, grew up singing the song, This Little Light of Mine, and I just want to say, I think that there's a lot of great theology in that song. There's a lot of years where I didn't like that song because I didn't like the word little. <laughs> and so, uh, but anyway, that's a different story. That's an insecurity story. So, <laughs> but, but, but that idea, Jesus is the radiant light. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light of the world, John 8. But you and I get to reflect his light now. And so I want to invite you to just to, to, to be asking the Lord today what it looks like for you to have a purpose that's bigger, that's higher than the narratives that we hear in our culture or that we see on social media all week long. And, and, and really, if, if there's anything that, that I would hope for, it's that you would see the vision to be a radiant disciple as, as so glorious, as so awesome that it would it would change not only the way that you think, but the way that you live. And so I told the story about Shaq because he tells that, that from that day forward, he was different because he had vision. And I believe that the Lord has given us a vision as a church to lead people to become radiant disciples of Jesus. And I believe we're still in the early days of radiant church. And my hope and my prayer is that this goes so deep in us that it changes how we live between Sundays. That Monday through Saturday looks like the glorious opportunity to be a radiant light. The problem, I think, is that our, our tendency is to drift, <laughs> to drift towards convenience, not to take steps towards radiance. I, 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 Dallas Willard says that we don't drift towards discipleship. It takes intentionality to take steps. We use that language going on the journey. Or you'll often hear us use the phrase, taking a spiritual step. And the temptation always, every day, is to drift towards how I can do what's easy for me. And a lot of people can make a lot of money from you doing what's convenient for you. From you developing a philosophy of how do I develop a life that's comfortable? How do I develop a life that's convenient? And here's Jesus when Jesus says, I, 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 his desire is that we would bear fruit, showing ourselves to be his disciple. So what would it look like? What has God called you to do so that the people around you see such life, joy, transformation, a narrative, a story of how God rescued you, that they see your life and they want what you have. All of us know what it is to see somebody else's house or Instagram following and say, I want what you have in our carnal desire for wealth or for fame. What does it look like for people to see a completely different narrative where your intimacy with God, your salvation story, your, your depleting of selfishness and so transformed into something that lasts for eternity that it's, it's vibrant. We like the word radiant to where they say, this is what Jesus says. They see you and they go, I want what you've got. I, I, that, that, that is, that's, a, that's a story that, that I desire. When um, 
when, uh, it, when I was in my 30s and my, my best buddy, John Egan at the time, um, I, had, I, had, had a, I had a three-year-old son. John didn't have children yet. And um, we were on the road together doing a youth conference and, and Renata uh, brought, uh, at that time we had uh, just, we had just Dawson and, and, and Liv. Liv was a baby, Doss was a toddler. And so we finished a youth conference and John and I were kind of just, we, we, we went everywhere together and he would, he would lead worship and sing. He was kind of the rock star. And then I was the, the preacher that came out and screamed. That's, that was how we roll. And uh, so he'd sing. And then, and, and then uh, I, had, I had the little baby boy, little baby girl. And there was a moment where we had just finished a powerful time with a bunch of young people. And at the end of it, um, I saw in the back of the auditorium my, my little brown-haired, brown-eyed little boy, big chubby cheeks, big old round head, and uh, he comes running down the, down the middle aisle towards me. And so John tells a story that I, I leapt off the stage, ran, you know, almost like chariots of fire, ran to the middle, and Dawson hugged me, and, he's, and so the way John tells the story is that we just stopped and hugged, and then, you know, I've got this little kid that can barely talk, but he was like, good job, Dad, way to go, good job, you know, and I had this cute little kid, and John tells the story, he says, that was the moment where he said, oh, I want that. He said, I'm ready to have kids now. I, 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 need, I need some toddler to tell me that I did a good job after, you know, a moment like that. That's when you know that you're really living, you know. And, and then we made the joke, because it wasn't too much later that they had children. So anyway, um, I think all of us though can look, can, can think of moments where we see something and it's so beautiful. It's so awesome that you've had moments where you said, I want that. And instead of thinking, I want my social media or my, or my, the way that I physically look or my house, all the other narratives, I, that's what I want so that other people will want that. No, no, no. You've switched kings. You're living, you, 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 you've got a whole different way of seeing your life. You've got a whole different way of seeing eternity. And, and your dream, your vision is a different vision. It's the vision for them to want and see Jesus through you. And so this is what Jesus says in Matthew chapter five. And I think that's, that talks about a life that has real transformation. Like we really got to look different. And, and that's talking about a life that has real supernatural power, empowered. And that's talking about a life that really is radiant. It really is a light in the midst of the darkness. And so it's not just figurative, it's motives. It's when everybody else seems to bite back and have a reason to snap back or to comment online or to yell. And you have this transformed way of loving instead of hating, this transformed way of walking with a supernatural power, this transformed way of looking forward to eternity, or even the way that we look at, I mean, early church, not afraid of death. You're so living a different life as a radiant disciple, as somebody that has completely been changed by God. John Wesley said the church changes the world, not by making converts, but by making disciples. And, and so I, I want to invite you to that. I want to invite you to a way of thinking about this following Jesus as the thrill of your life, as, 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 as so grateful for the moment to be transformed, so grateful for the moment for the power of the Holy Spirit to fill you and you live a supernatural life and 
that all the time we're working. I'm not saying perfection. I'm not saying that we nail it. I know that we fall short all the time, but we've got a vision to be radiant. We've got a vision to be a light. And it's not our vision. We didn't make it up. We're just reading the way that Jesus talks and we're saying we want that. So Jesus, when it comes to this idea of being radiant, Jesus is our radiant example. Hebrews chapter one, verse three says this, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. (laughs) That's some deep stuff right there. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So if we wanna know what God is like, we can look at the face of Jesus and we can see this is here, God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father through full of grace and truth. We can see the glory of God in the face of Christ. And I love the way that the author of Hebrews uses this word radiance. It's shining. It's bright. It's what God looks like. So just like in the garden, the enemy will come and he'll try to lie to you about what God looks like. We talked about that last week. And last week, I talked about moralistic therapeutic deism as a false view of God. And in our culture today, whether it's, um, I mean, there's all kinds of different cultural ways where people are trying to get, or the enemy trying to get you to believe a false view of God. And if that false view of God can get in, then accusation grows in the heart, then distance because of confusion, And it's the exact same way that we read about in the garden where the enemy came and said, did God really say, is God, can God really be trusted? That's why one of the most important things for all of us is to come be with Jesus, get the word of God open and come back and just renew. We live in a war zone where there's constantly the temptation to believe false things. And so we come back and we look at what Jesus is like. We get the right view of who Jesus is over and over again so that we're seeing, all right, Jesus is my radiant example and Jesus forgives on the cross. Jesus cares for the poor, the broken, the hurting. Jesus serves John 13 and becomes the lowest. And so your devotion, love, enjoyment for Jesus remains strong and you have an example so that when you're saying, all right, Jesus, you've called me to be a light. Jesus, you're not making it up. You're not trying to come up with some form of how, how you think you should shine or be radiant. You have an example. Jesus is our radiant example. So every time that you're walking in a way that you see in the life of Christ, you're actually being his radiant light. You're being his present body here on earth right now. So we study the words of Jesus. We study the attitudes of Jesus. We want to be like Jesus. Jesus is our example. And not only is Jesus our radiant example, but Jesus is our radiant source. So it says this in John 1. It says, through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Here it is. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John begins the gospel of uh, his gospel, where he's telling the story or the mission of Jesus. 
So Jesus, he, he, Jesus walks on planet earth with a clear mission. And we read that. Jesus, even as a, Jesus, even as a 12-year-old, says this to his parents. Did you not know, Luke 2, did you not know that I would be about my father's business? Kind of wild to see a 12-year-old, which is one of the most beautiful reasons why we can pray that even over our children. We can pray that our children will walk with God from the days of the youth. Ultimately, Jesus is our radiant example. And Jesus at 12 was saying, hey, did you not know I'd be about my father's business? He was on a mission. He had a purpose. Jesus, all the way, even when we get to the garden, all the way even to the cross, he's talking about his mission, his purpose. Jesus on the cross says, it is finished. So Jesus He's our example, he's our source, and when we look to him, we see Jesus with a purpose, with a, knowing that he's got, he's got, he's got a role, he's got, he's got a call, he's got something to do. So you don't just marinate, hang out on planet earth, let me pray a prayer. I love that. We pray the prayer, we get rescued, and in addition to being rescued, you've been saved by grace through faith, and now Jesus has a plan for your life. Jesus wants to take you on a journey so that you become someone who then is radiant. And just like Jesus as our example, Jesus had this purpose. And for you to accomplish the purpose that Jesus has on your life, you need Jesus as your source. You need Jesus as you walk with him day after day, close to him. He is, I just love this phrase, he's our radiant source. And the same way that Jesus came into the world as a light, he sends you into the world as a light. He prayed that over his disciples, John 17, 18. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. So don't lose sight of the mission that Jesus has for you. Don't lose sight of what he's called you to do. Beautiful. He's rescued you and he's transformed you. And he's empowered you so that you can be his light, a light to your world. We get the privilege of being his hands and his feet, his body in the present tense right now. And you can't shine without Jesus. It's an, it, you, it, Jesus you, you can't do anything apart from Jesus. Jesus said that. Apart from me, you can do, what's that word? Nothing. So, 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 so. So it's not, it's not kind of a humanistic mentality of just kind of pay it forward and be a good person. Oh no. No, we're, we're people that are connected to the radiant source, connected to Jesus as the light of the world. And then Jesus leads us, present tense, right here, right now, to be little lights, to be lights that shine bright. And I would encourage you that those people that step into that calling, that step into what Jesus has called you to do in your little light, in the, this little light of mine. It's not that I'm, it's not that anyone ever even feels like they're, they're, they're doing something massive or big. In fact, most of the time when we read about what it means to be the body of Christ, all of us would know that each of us carry this small role that we play and that Jesus as the light is using broken weak people to then present tense be lights in a dark world right now. And those people that live that way, 
that believe that narrative, that believe that invitation from Jesus, that receive that, those commands from Jesus, I think they're the happiest people on the planet. Jesus says in John 15, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So he's talking about a supernatural joy. So you live as a radiant disciple and it turns out that those are the people that end up happier than the people that have lived for wealth. Happier than the people that have lived for security. Happier than the people. Why? Because it's not temporary happiness, it's supernatural. So, you, so the happiest people that I know are people that have believed this invitation from Jesus to be true and then get great delight and joy out of this is my lane. This is what God has called me to do. This is the way that he wired me. He's given me this grace gift. And when I operate, I don't know why he's given me that gift. And when I lay down my life for him and stay close to him in the process, I'm alive. So what does it look like for you to not have the narrative, not believe the lies of the culture, but believe the truth of Jesus and step into what he's called you to. Paul said that way in Acts 20. Look at this, he says this. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. That's non-American right there. Just so you know. However, I consider my life, my life worth nothing to me. Oh, if we were to read our context, it's I consider my life and my fame and my comfort and my house and my car and my future and my everything to me. It's me. It's me time. It's it. it sorry. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. Why? How could you get there, Paul? How, how on earth can you talk that way? My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given to me. The task of testifying the good news of God's grace. So last week we talked about Paul and I talked about how amazing it would be to have Paul's dramatic storyline of his salvation moment where he was rescued. Most of us, we, we don't necessarily have that dramatic of a moment but all of us get the opportunity to go on a journey with Jesus where he rescues us. And we would sing that song, that homecoming song. That, man, I was the prodigal. I lived my own way and, and you rescued me and you transformed me and you've empowered me. And, and after living on that journey, get to this place. Oh, 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 to one day be able to say, ah, Here's what I care about. I don't even care about my life. I care that I, I finished my race. The task of, and Paul says, declaring the good news to the Gentiles. And you might say, declaring the good news to 13-year-old kids in a small group on Monday nights. You might say, to serve the hurting and the poor of Kansas City. You might say, to make disciples of my nine-year-old. You might say, you, you fill in the blank. But you actually find greater joy, greater delight, I'm telling you, those are the happiest people on the planet. Those are the people that when they go to bed at night, they say, now that's how you live a day. Wow. Pour it out. Close. I get, I get to dialogue, stay close to the radiant source, Jesus. He's the radiant example. And I can look at how he lived. So, so he's the one that I'm copying. He's the one that I'm studying. So I get to read in the Bible what he's like. I, I, I get to study. I can see. And then, and then, and I get to dialogue with him present tense. Before, I mean, I, I get the privilege of being a friend of God today. And those people end up with this, 
with this joy, the supernatural. So how, 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 David, how, how can I be reading? Can I just read to you uh, the message paraphrase because it's got some teeth to it and I really like it. Um, just listen to this. Jesus, Sermon on the Mount, Eugene Peterson wrote this as a paraphrase. It says this, here's, here's another way to put it. You're here to be lights, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I made you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm, I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. This generous, this generous father in heaven. I want to invite you to ask the Lord what it looks like for you to go public with this. For you to take steps towards being radiant. For you to go public. Is, is, it, is it to take a spiritual step into baptism and let, let the world know I have decided to follow Jesus? Is it someplace to pray, to serve, to love? Is it, is it people that you work with or go to, go to college with? Is it, is, what, what does it look like? What, what is one step? So sometimes there's moments, like I told you the story, you know, like where, where Shaq had a moment where he had a vision and all of a sudden he was like, wow, I see it differently. Now I'm ready to live differently. Sometimes you have a moment where it's just, I mean, honestly, Paul had a moment, Acts chapter nine, wow, revelation of Jesus. My journey's not so much one big moment. Mine's incremental. Just, and Paul prays that in Ephesians one. I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation that you might know Christ better. For me, it's, it's rarely a day. It's God, open my eyes to see Jesus, the radiant one. He's my example. He's my source and he's my joy. And you get those, those pieces and you, you will start to have a new narrative, a new way of living in your heart. That, that would be my dream, that you would have a vision that, that, that forms how you live as a radiant disciple. When, um, <laughs> when Renata and I were in Colorado, I... Um, I went to go speak at a church of a, of a, it was a teenager that um, had come to our youth conference, given their life to Jesus. And then he became, um, he went in, he went to college and then he became a youth pastor. And then from youth pastor, became a, uh, he became a, he st- a church planter. And so I had known him every step of the way. I'd known him when he was a, a kid and at the conference all the way up. And um, so he calls me and said that he planted a church. And so I went to go preach at his church on a Sunday and it was in Detroit um, in, I think, January. Um, I don't know that it was January. It's just so freezing. I'm picturing it in January. And, um, and I'll just never forget that he, he, says, he said, hey, um, uh, I'm going to pick you up tomorrow morning at, at, at 4.30 a.m. And I was like, <laughs> really? And uh, you got to know, I had, I had been a youth pastor at a big church, so I, I wasn't used to that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we... we we do with this thing called portable. And I was like, explain <laughs> little did I know. But anyway, and, uh, 
And so, so we're talking and, he's, and, and he says, oh, and I'll pick you up. He says, he says I'm, I'm the truck driver. And I was like, okay. And so um, he picks me up at 4.30. Unfortunately, um, the, the, the church was so small that uh, I was grateful for the hotel that they put me in, but it was, I think it was like on a five-star rating, I, I, I think it was less than half a star. Um, I don't know how those work exactly. And, uh, and unfortunately, I got like eaten by bed bugs through the night. And um, so he picked me up um, at about at 4.30 and uh, I didn't know it yet. I just, I, I said, I actually called Renata in the middle of the night. I was like, yeah, I was like, there's flies in my room. Um, and I was like, I don't know. There's, I just, I couldn't figure out what the buzzing was. I didn't understand it. Um, and so then I got up, kind of, we went and we, we put out all the signs and then basically his portable team was the guest speaker, me and a couple other guys. So it was like four of us. And so we're setting everything up and setting. And, and so um, I, I, I flew home and uh, got in late Sunday night and I went to breakfast with Renata and all my kids on Monday morning. And we're seated, uh, kids are real small and we're having breakfast and Renata asked me how it went. And I've got these straight lines of bed bug bites like all over my face. And I hadn't slept. And there was only about 30 people there that Sunday. And I looked at her and I said, it was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. And uh, she said, um, seriously? <laughs> and I said, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. But I just, sorry. I loved it. I was like... I, I, first of all, I, I felt so proud of this young man um, that had planned this church, but, but, but I also just said, I can't explain it. I just, I don't know, I, I, I love it. And what was going on was there was a seed going into my heart. There was something that God was doing inside of me because God had a plan for me. And, and God was, was wooing, even though obviously bed bugs and sleep deprivation and freezing to death in Detroit are all miserable things. On the inside, I was, it, was, it, was a, it was a Kairos moment. On the inside, it was like, ah, oh, I don't know why. I can't explain it, but I loved it. And, and there's, there's things for you where it might not make sense to other people. Sometimes when I see Renata with some of the little children that snot from other kids, people's kids are like on her after church on a Sunday. And I'm like, ugh. You know, and she, she's like, oh, and she says the names of like, she's just talking about like the calling of two-year-olds, you know, and I'm like, that's a grace gift. You know, there's something on you. It's something that it's got at work clearly, but there's, there's moments, there's callings, there's things that God's going to use you to be and to do that are God working through you. And we have this tendency to think it has to be like epic and it's got a, a, a Billy Graham narrative where it fills a stadium. No, it's you being a little light. And it, but it's, it's all of us then together, shining, Jesus. My dream for us as a church is that you would step into that, that little piece that the rest of, everybody else looks at you and says, that, that doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? Why, why, why are you alive with that? And I would encourage you that it's worth it. Switching the story to go from my narrative on how to pursue health, wealth, and fame, or my narrative to pursue comfort and ease into an eternal narrative to 
desire to be like Jesus, the radiant one, and then lay my life down so that other people get to know Jesus, like Jesus commanded us to do in the Sermon on the Mount, to be a light. Actually, the way that Jesus says it in Mark 10 is that anyone who leaves all to follow him will receive a hundred times more. It's a hundred times more in the age to come. A hundred times. So even when you face difficulty in this life, like Paul, you go, ah, I just want to finish my task. There's a hundred times blessing. It's worth it. So today's a vision day, mostly for us at Radiant. And I want to invite you to know we as a church, we're called to be radiant. Jesus has called us to be a light. And then by definition, it means that we're outward focused. By definition, it means it's not just about us. Oh, we love that he rescues us and transforms us and empowers us so that, so that others might see Jesus at work inside of you, a light and say, I want what they have. I want that. So I just want to close with this. This is kind of lighthearted and fun, but I want you to, I just want to throw this radiant logo up here because I think we're in the early days of our church and I just want you to, I want you to buy in with me on, on some of this imagery. I had kind of a, a funny moment where um, the truth is this, this logo that we, that we created, we, we made it fairly quickly. Um, and uh, and I, I meant for it to be a sun, right? And so how many of you are just curious you, that you see it as a sun? Just curious. You, this, you've always thought, oh, that's a sun. Only three of you. <laughs> Literally, there was three hands. So I either have like, uh, like the most non-responsive church ever or I really messed up. I don't know. Isaiah 60 says this. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come from afar. So your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. That's also a good church playing verse. Um, just kidding. Um, so that was the vision. Is it would be a son, and, and that's the, that, that was the first one. But then once we started the church, I had so many people say, David, I love the logo of Radiant Church. I love the Radiant Star. Just curious, how many of you thought it was a star? That was a lot, more of you. All right. Well, here's what I want to encourage you with. If you see a star, it's a star. All right. If you see a sun, it's a sun. All right. We're called to arise, shine, and be radiant in Isaiah 60. Below Philippians 2, Paul says, Do everything without grumbling or complaining, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. So we're adding that. All right. So <clears throat> Philippians 2. Uh, but I'm just curious. Uh, I had this moment where we, the church had just began and I ran into a, a missionary friend of mine who has spent his life either in the 1040 window as a missionary or mobilizing people to be missionaries in the 1040. And he came up to me and he said, David, I, I, can I get a t-shirt of Radiant Church because I love your logo? And I said, oh, you do? And I was grateful because I keep hearing people say that. And he said, yes. He said, so many churches steer away of the suffering of Christ, but you put the crown of thorns as your logo. And I was like, 
yeah. May the lamb who was slain receive the reward of his suffering. He's like, I've been hearing you say that for years. And I love that you put suffering right as well. We're going to suffer with Jesus. And I was like, crown of thorns, baby. I like that. Anybody see crown of thorns? Oh, okay. That was number one. That was nine of you. The rest of you, y'all see nothing. Well, here's what I'll say. We're going to arise, shine, and be radiant. We're going to shine like stars in a wicked and depraved generation, and we're going to join with Jesus in suffering for the Lamb. Amen? All right, let's stand together. <clears throat> let's just take a moment. Would you just ask the Holy Spirit what he's saying to you? How you could take a step to be a shining light as a radiant disciple? That phrase, we're going public with this. What's he inviting you to? Sometimes it's not a big transformation moment. Sometimes it's a baby step. Most of the time for Renata and I, when we're trying to hear God and take steps, it's just the next step. Rarely does it seem like everything is transformed and just a moment. It's often just Jesus. Help me see you. Jesus, you're my source. And then, Jesus, you're my joy. I just want to finish the task that you have for me. If you're online or in the room, and today you want to make the decision to leave everything behind and follow Jesus. I want to invite you. The good news that Jesus went to a cross for you. God so loved the world. Or you could say that, put your name in there, for God so loved you. That he sent his one and only son, Jesus. And Jesus went to a cross in your place for your sin, that you might have eternal life. If you want to begin a journey with Jesus today, I want to invite you to pray this prayer. Jesus, be my king. Be my Lord. Save me from sin. I desire to be with you forever. Make me a new person. I give you my life. I choose to follow you. Would you do me a favor? Can we go a little bit different than normal? Would you just stretch out your hands in every direction, north, south, east, and west? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for the privilege of saying yes to whatever you have for us. And we pray, Lord God, that you would use Radiant Church to be a radiant light in Kansas City, in the United States of America, and around the world. Father, we're asking, Lord Jesus, as we send our young people today on a, on a bus <laughs> this week to go do nights of worship and prayer. God, as we support missionaries around the world. God, as we go into schools businesses all across the city. God, we ask that you would use us and we pray in our generation, in our time, let people come to know Christ. Let the people that are addicted and broken and hurting get rescued. Let us so know and follow Jesus, the radiant one. Let us be so in love with God. We've got a story to tell. 
with our words and with our deeds. Use your church. Let this name, really a a name, Lord God, that we feel like came straight from your heart. God, let us live into it. Let us take steps to be radiant disciples that forms a radiant church. We love you and we honor you. Have your way. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in Kansas City. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Let's give King Jesus a shout out today. I want to invite our ushers to come forward and take just one more moment. If you filled out that connection card earlier, this would be a great moment where you could drop that in the bucket today. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today, I'd love for you to take right there in your seat. There's a card that looks like this. It says, I have decided. If you take a moment and just let us know that you decided to follow Jesus, we want to help you on your spiritual journey. Get connected to family, relationships. It's one of the best things you can do is to form some friends that'll help you on your journey as a follower. Let's take a moment, pray over our offering. Father, we love you today. And Jesus, we give cheerfully and gladly our tithes and our offerings. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. I thank you for this church. I thank you, Lord, for the men and women that love God. I thank you, Lord God, that you're at work in a supernatural way. And Jesus, we just give cheerfully. Jesus, we just say, have your way in our lives again. We honor you and love you. In Jesus' name.